With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world. Here's Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers, and Mike Grace. Inside the Press Box. It's coming to you on great radio stations around the state, including Auburn's WAUD AM 1230. Our friends uh, in Fox Sports Shoals, AM 1340, 97.9 FM. And down in Mobile, listening on Mobile Sports Talk, 99.5. Mike Grace in the Breakline Optic Studios. Chris Stewart is in Birmingham. J.D. Myers is in Mobile. And just walking into the Legacy Arena in Birmingham, our buddy Ben Thomas, prep sports for AL.com with a preview of the high school state finals. Back at Legacy Arena for the first time in a couple of years. Ben, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing spectacular. We're looking forward to, again, getting the, the, the state finals back in that building, man. It should be fun. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I know uh, I know Chris has been back with Alabama playing. I, I obviously hadn't been back in two years, and just walking in, I'm like, man, am I at, am I at the right place? Uh, even yeah. the entrance is uh, fancier than I can remember. But it's, uh, I mean, I just am within five minutes of walking in, it looks spectacular uh, from what I can see. So I'm, it's it's good to have it back back home. Ben, it's beautiful, and uh, you're getting ready to walk in there now. I got to tell you. As great as the tournament is, when you start talking about day number one of the event, Mike Grace and I start twitching because we used to handle the state radio <laughs> network um, for for this event. And boy, Mondays in the past when he and I were were involved with that, there was only there were only six classes, yeah. so you didn't have games on Monday. But we spent all day Monday trying to get radio affiliates lined up all set for Tuesday. And then dear Lord, it was chaotic. I know that you, you're not familiar with that part of it, but the operation that's undertaken to put all these games under one roof in one week is, is an amazing thing to see, isn't it? It is Chris. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, we got eight games today. I think eight games, the first three days. And then, you know, we get down to six, uh, the last couple of days when we're in the championships, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. I mean, it, it's um, when you, once you start, it's uh, you, you see basketball is kind of dribbling in your head for a while, but yeah. you know, it was even probably even a bigger challenge last year when we, you know, we had to have it at two arenas because of the construction here. Uh, they had it over at UAB and at the Bill Harris arena. So they had, you know, for parts of the week, they had games going on at both sides. So uh, at both sites. So that was even more challenging, but, uh, you know, I, I, I always say, Chris, I, I could be, you know, I'll be here, you know, probably till nine or 10 at night, but you know, it's not, it's not the most difficult work. You know, I could be on somebody's roof doing that sure. or, or whatever. Absolutely. So I enjoy, you know, getting to cover and, and write about these high school athletes. No question. I told my, you know, I'm coming back from this really invasive neck surgery and, you know, my wife was like, well, you're hurting all the time and it's rough on you because you're not following doctor's orders. And I'm like, well, I'm going to work and I'm doing the games, but it's not like I'm putting on shingles. And I made the exact same analogy, Ben. Uh, <laughs> but hey, before we get into the matchups and you have a lot to work to do, and I, if you don't want to talk about it, fine. But I just really wanted your thoughts. You're a man of faith, but you also cover the AHSAA, the uh, Oakwood Academy deal and them having to forfeit the game, Seventh-day Adventist uh, during the regionals. Yeah, I mean, I, well, that may take the whole thing, but I mean, I got I got some different thoughts on that. I am a man of faith, not that faith, 
Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, it was uh, difficult in several respects. I mean, you know, from the get go, I think the easiest solution would have just been to switch those four thirty and seven thirty games. You know what? Uh, what's come out since then? What Mr. Briggs said in his uh, response to KIV last week was basically, you know, the HSA kind of foresaw this when Oakwood Academy joined, and they said, you know what, all a lot of our championship events are on Friday and Saturday. That could be a problem. And from what I understand, from what Mr. Briggs has said, they agreed to, you know, sign a letter that said, yeah, we realize that it's okay. We're going to move forward. Um, and so from that standpoint, and, and the high school association under Steve Savarese and now under Mr. Briggs, um, you know, they've always been about, look, we can't break precedent because if we break precedent here, you know, what happens next year when, you know, the, uh, the, sh- the point guard from Lita Hatchie is in the choir and he's got choir practice at the time of the game, and then they can point back to this precedent. So um, I see both sides of it. I mean, I, in my heart, like you said, I always lean to the fate side, and and, and my heart tells me, man, let's just make that switch and, and let them play. But I understand where Mr. Briggs was coming from, and I don't um, I don't want to get too political. I, I didn't like the way the governor uh, got into it. I thought if she had an issue with it, she could have picked up the phone and called Mr. Briggs or sent him the email. Uh, rather than sending it to all the media, to me that seemed very political. Um, but it is what it is, and like I said, thankfully I don't cover politics. But that's kind of where I stand on it. I don't know. That's not re- a real clear answer, but it's kind of a difficult. I'm not, you know. I, I think a lot of people just use any opportunity they can to jump on the high school association. They're not really for the kids and just money hungry. And I, I've told somebody this before. If if there's anybody out there that thinks we'd be better off with the government uh, controlling the high school association and cover the high schools, I'm on the far opposite end of that. Yeah, I uh, I understand and I agree with you. And and I also, to be fair, somewhat as you alluded to, this started long before Alvin Briggs became the uh, executive director of the State Athletic Association. This is not something, this is not a a regime change, so to speak, in terms of the attitude and the approach where this is concerned. But let's let's move along. I want you to give us kind of a thumbnail, if you would, Ben, of who we need to watch. If if you hadn't followed high school sports through the year, what's the storyline for this week besides crowning the state champions in seven different classes for boys and girls? Well, I think, uh, well, number one, it's the 100th uh, edition of the state tournament. So it's uh, historical wow. from that uh, that standpoint. As you guys mentioned, we're back here at Legacy Arena after, you know, a challenging uh, situation last year with two arenas and, and COVID restrictions and all that stuff that we went through. Um, you know, you got a Hazel Green girls team coming in here that's won 57 straight games and four straight state titles. Um you know, Deschler, I think, has also won four straight. So you've got some teams. The record is five straight. So, you know, those two teams can reach that record. Um, one thing you don't have is Mountain Brook. You know, for the last uh, five years and, and really consistently over the last decade, we're used to Mountain Brook coming in here uh, whatever time they played and the, the, the arena being three-quarters full of that neon uh, yellow uh, when Bucky McMillan was coaching now when Ty Davis is coach. And they, of course, won last year. They were beaten by Huffman in the regional uh, final in overtime, so they're not here. So I think they're going to have uh, some new faces uh, in, the, in the boys' division. I think uh, Mr. and Miss Basketball is kind of up in the air right now. 
uh, I'm anxious to see, you know, I think somebody is probably somebody that's going to come out of these final four games. We're going to get to see them live. I always think that, um, you know, when they get to this level, that's when we can see the best. I mean, we got, I, th- I think a couple of candidates from down my way, Barry Dunning is the, uh, forward number three spot forward for McGill too. And he signed with Arkansas, very good player, six, six average at about a double, double about 25 points and 14 rebounds a game. Uh, they'll be here. They'll be playing that Huffman team on Wednesday. LeBaron Phylon is a guy, a name you guys need to know. JD probably has heard of him. He's uh, the bake sophomore Baker point guard. Got a bunch of offers already. Um, he's going to be here. So that'll be really, I think the first major chance for a lot of people to see him. Uh, and, and there's other good players as well. So I'm, I'm anxious to see that, you know, the defending seven, eight boys champ is not here, Oak Mountain. So we're going to have a new, uh, champion there. And we have some returning champs like a toggle. So it's, it's going to be a good week. And talking to Ben Thomas, AL.com about the, the state tournament, which starts today, uh, I, I'm not asking you to do a commercial or an infomercial for the BJCC, but we referenced the building earlier. Just as a heads up for people maybe that haven't been there or been there in a while, there's a whole lot more to do now right there within walking distance of that complex than there's ever been before. So if, you, if you've uh, got a team maybe that you want to see in the morning and then another one late afternoon or whatever – there's at least some stuff to do where you you can park the car, go watch a game, go watch two or three, go eat, and then come back. It's a different dynamic around there than it's ever been. Yeah, you're right, Chris. Who would have thought? I mean, I can remember 10 years ago searching for places to eat, you know, yeah. uh, within walking distance, other than, you know, the uh, the sports bar over the Sheraton, which is sure. where most people went. But, yeah, I came here for the Super 7 to the stadium next door, and it, I thought it was spectacular. I thought it was great. Um, and you're right, they got all those restaurants over there behind that, and now I got a loud commercial going on the Titan here, but it's their right. audition and everything. Um but it's, it's very nice. Uh, it's funny. I parked in that same lot, Chris, and I was getting out. Some security came by and said, hey, this lot wasn't supposed to be open. We're going to about to close it so you won't be able to leave. And I said, well, I'm not going to be leaving until 9 or 10 o'clock at night, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, it's different. It, it looks The new arena looks spectacular, and um, I can't wait for it to see everything. Yeah. Alabama Sports Hall of Fame down there as well. So if people, uh, as I make my pitch for it, there's just a lot of stuff to do that that I think makes the event better. And bottom line, it makes it better for the kids because it makes the atmosphere all the way around it something truly special. And it is what's unique. I don't know if there's anybody else in the country that does boys and girls. I know at one time it was the first to do it and, and the only one to do it, Ben, where you have the boys and the girls in every class in one venue. And that, that in and of itself is really unique. Yeah. The whole format, I think, you know, from the regionals uh, until now, I mean, you get all those different four regionals and, and you get the teams coming here. So you really, you get a chance to at least celebrate a region championship. And then you get here and they give them, you know, all, even the, even the teams that don't win, they get medals and whatever, and they can spend the night beforehand. And um, it, it's really a good event. I mean, just like, under, under Steve Savarese, one thing they did was they moved pretty much every 
championship event to a championship worthy venue now that they got the softball yeah. in Oxford and baseball's moving up to Jacksonville and Oxford and, and when it's not there it's at Riverwalk Stadium. So uh I you know, they've done a spectacular job with that and it's a fun week. Come come down, you know, if you're in the area or even not, come down and watch some basketball. And, and kind of a, a cool who's who as well. You just talked about some of the players and the Phylon kid from Baker and he's all that with commits or I'm sorry, offers from Alabama, Auburn, South Alabama uh, some other in states, he's really good. But when the that quality of player and teams come in, both sides, it's kind of a who's who of the coaches who are coming from the collegiate level to get a peek as well with the recruit, recruiting still going on. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I saw uh, I was in Birmingham last week when Phylon was playing, and I saw West Flanagan there. Uh, Philip Pearson from UAB was there. Um, so you you'll see a lot of those guys as their time allows. You know, just sitting sitting kind of in the backdrop and and watching and a lot of former coaches, you know, that are former college coaches that are maybe no longer in it or just scouting or whatever will come. It's, it's kind of a coach's convention. A lot of the high school coaches whose teams aren't here uh, come as well to, to see it. So it's, uh, it's it, it kind of brings everybody out. It's kind of a week to celebrate basketball in our state. And, and just like uh, the colleges you guys have talked about many times, you know, the, the re- uh, resurgence of Alabama and Auburn and, and the college level game. I mean, I think we're at that point in the high school level, too. We got parity uh, from Mobile to Huntsville and anywhere ever in between. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Ben, you, you just took it exactly where I wanted to go in the fact that I was curious if you're seeing not this week because the tournament sit stands on its own, but leading up to it with what's happened at the college level all across the state in the last couple of years, the, the trickle down effect, if you will, or did, did what's happening at the, the collegiate level start because of things going on at the high school level, or is it just, it, I hope you can tell the route I'm going basketball as a whole bigger within the state than it's been in quite a while. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I know, you know, I think at the college level, the major college level, it started with Bruce Pearl and Dade Oaks being hired at those two respective schools. Uh, and then, of course, Andy Kennedy at UAB as well. Uh, Bucky McMillan, you know, brought a lot of attention to this sport when he was at Mount Brook and now he's at Sanford, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's a, I just think there's more interest in all. I think, you know, when you're inter- interested in college programs, you're obviously interested in, hey, who might go to the next program? And one thing that's brought a lot of interest is we've kept some of these guys in state, um, mainly at Alabama. You know, J.D. Davidson was two-time Mr. Basketball. is now at Alabama. John Petty before him was a two-time Mr. Basketball. Um, we did lose Trendon Watford to LSU, who was Mr. Basketball. But, again, people got a chance to, you know, Alabama – Sports fans got a chance to see him at LSU playing against Auburn and Alabama and everybody else. So we have some high-profile prospects uh, that are playing in the SEC. Some of them are staying home, and I think that helps. Yeah, I'd agree with you. Hey, I know it's a busy week. We really appreciate you checking in with us. There's there's a chance we may try to give you a call later in the week if you don't mind us doing so, just to kind of get a finger on the pulse of what's happening down there. But we respect so much the work you do, especially – during events like this and are grateful that you'd give us a few minutes of your time. Hey, always for you guys. And I might be here uh, 24 seven if I yeah. can't get my car out of the lot. So I'll let yeah, you know. I understand. I understand uh, completely. I, I tell you what, Mike and I, I don't No, Mike did stay down there. Oh, you yeah, stayed okay. next door. Yeah. I live in Birmingham, so I was yeah. driving, but it felt like I lived right there at that table courtside many a week. Yeah, I buddy. promise you. 
Yeah, buddy. Ben, thanks so much. We'll follow you this week on Twitter at Ben Thomas Preps and uh, follow you as well on AL.com. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the week, man. Thanks, guys. God bless. You, you too. That Thank is you. again Ben Dude. Thomas with us from AL.com. We'll cover high school prep. And I, you know, one thing that comes to mind when we talk about all that goes on and how great that event is, and it's been close to 20 years, I guess, Chris, since I've been involved in it. But I know at the time, and I would think so today, that event doesn't happen without a tremendous number of volunteers. Oh, yeah. A number of which come from the Birmingham Tip-Off Club. They do. Um, and, and whether you're, well, I mean, they've got hosts for each school to help them, you know, locker rooms here, practice time there. They've got folks that man the media room back in the day. Um, those volunteers, it doesn't happen without them. No, and I think that is still the case. I can't swear to it yeah. because I haven't been as directly involved even since you have, but I know that that, that was the case for a long time, and I think it still is. Yeah. I know that Night Edie is, is involved in the game management along with the State Athletic Association, uh, and, and we'll get Chris Nix on at some point this week to talk about it as well, but it's a, it's a special thing. It really is, and, and we – we talk a lot about stuff that goes wrong, but there's a bunch that that's right done right in the Super Six. Excuse me, Super Seven now, <laughs> along with the the state finals and what they're trying to do as best you can. Sports are different, so you can't manage all championships and all events the same way. But we are closer to it in terms of like you brought up, JD, putting all of these championship events at a championship venue years ago lagoon park was a great site it's not and that's i haven't been to lagoon park in a long time but it's it's not even what that facility is i guess as much as what the sport of softball has grown into and the level of interest and there are better facilities and that's where those events should take place and i'm glad to see that they are now and and these kids that play all of these sports get a chance to compete at the best the state has to offer. We're doing it in football. We're doing it in basketball. We're doing it in baseball. You know, let's, let's do it where we can in other sports. And it looks like that's taking place. Yeah. You and baseball, not to be, you know, not mentioned here, but what, what a great facility memory for that. Uh, because yeah. you want to bring home a blue map, but I think athletes now more, uh, instead of maybe the, the ring will be something you always have and a map trophy at your high school. But the experience of being able to say, man, we made it to stadium so-and-so or ballpark so-and-so or arena so-and-so for that experience is, is as much as anything. Look, I, I played at a very small high school in Birmingham, and we had a Cracker Box gym that was great and loved playing in it. But when what is called Bill Harris Arena now, there at the uh, Crossplex when it yeah. was first built, I got to play in one of the very first high school games in that building, and man, I felt like I was at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> we, it was yeah. it didn't it didn't seat more than four thousand, Mike, but it felt like it was felt like it was huge, beautiful building, and it was the coolest experience to be a part of that. And, and the same thing goes. For me, back in the day, I, as you said, we kind of twitched a little bit because of all the work that went into that week. But it was so much fun to walk into that place again at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday morning for us 
and know that you got 12 hours of basketball coming your way and yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and you get a local matchup like John Carroll Catholic and and and, and a couple of games that we did where you got I don't Parker. know, four or five thousand people in the in that arena. It was so cool. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah, I yeah. did I did the John Carroll Parker game forever ago, where that fire marshal stopped him from coming in. Good as it gets. State finals today. We'll talk about it more coming up. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page online at pressboxradio.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox.